Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. What's up, gents? My name is Charlie Ungemach, and you are listening to an episode of the Gird Up Broadcast. Now, the dudes are going to join me in just a minute, and we got a lot of great content coming your way. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project here. All of our content at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we also have to rely then upon the contributions of our listeners to do so. You'll never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost us money to put a show like this together. So if you find what we're doing here valuable and you enjoy the broadcast and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going and helps us reach and minister to many more men just like you. Hope you enjoy the broadcast today. Let's get to it. All right, dudes, forgive me, but one more advertisement before we finally get into the show here. I want to talk about Beats for Heartbeats. Beats for Heartbeats uh, was established as a nonprofit organization in 2020, but fundraising efforts in the form of an event, Beats for Heartbeats, began in 2019. The mission of Heartbeats, Inc. is to celebrate the value of every life through the power of Christ. This is accomplished by acting as a conduit to provide support through awareness and fundraising for organizations that aggressively focus their efforts on benefiting abundant life for the most vulnerable, including pro-life and pregnancy counseling, foster care and adoption services, combating human sex trafficking, um, depression counseling, and both suicide and euthanasia prevention. Currently, Beats for Heartbeats raises funds through an outdoor music festival Um, which takes place each fall in West Bend, Wisconsin. And this year's event will take place on September 17th at the Washington County Fairgrounds. Performances will start at 2.30 and include him and her worship, who've been on the show a couple of times, Koine the Church Band, Brian uh, from Koine has also been on the show before. They'll also feature (laughs) Rhett Walker and Sanctus Real. So um, a great ticket. Um, it's going to be an awesome show. Last year's show was an absolute blast. The Gird Up Bros and I will also be there once again, and we'll hope that we'll see you there as well. Mark your calendars for September 17th at the Washington County Fairgrounds up there in Wisconsin for Beats for Heartbeats 2022. We'll see you there. Fellas, we got broadcast this morning. I'm joined by Gustav Wenz. What's up, Gustav? Uh, nothing. Just ready to hang out. Ready to hang out. Got, got, got a fresh in. pump going. Yeah, too. I got yeah. a fresh pump going. <laughs> just came out of the weight room. And Ezra Bloomer. What's up, Ezra? Good to see you, Charlie. Good Welcome to be back. back, man. Uh, give us a few quick highlights for your summer, Ezra, because we, we haven't seen you since then. Yeah, uh, summer flew by. It's kind of crazy that I'm back here. But a lot of ministry opportunities, a lot of cool opportunities to see friends grow in their relationship with Jesus, which was really awesome. Um, I guess one of those highlights was I went to the youth rally and got to plug MLC, you know, yeah, a good place to learn how to do ministry. My so. sister said they saw you. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, so took a lot of pictures with people there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it was a good, good time. Um, but continuing doing good high school ministry at my church and got us just hang out with friends i think i needed a good reset 
I think MLC is taxing sometimes, but it's good to reset and get ready back to the grind this this school year. So, did you uh, just for your uh, youth stuff at church? Did you do another one of those big uh, tours? Well, not tours, but what was that huge event? That big you oh, big yeah. Twin Cities Youth Night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that uh, we have an event coming up on October fifteenth, and there's there's going to be three big gatherings um in the metro area mm. this school year so we didn't do anything during the summer as far as sure. teaming up churches but we yeah. did we did stuff for our own church yeah for sure yeah That's yeah cool. on the on the event side of things gustav and i are going to be at uh, beats for heartbeats Hey-o. doing some interviews so if you haven't gotten the information well, there'll be a little plug at the beginning of this episode too you so you already heard it but um sign up for beats for heartbeats it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah if you want to see the faces behind the voices That's right. <laughs> i don't know if you do but if you do <laughs> we'll be there all right fellas thank yous and shout outs what are your thank yous and shout outs for the day today uh i want to say uh oh man thank you to professor nass <laughs> Really? Just because, oh my gosh, honestly, he is turning out to be cooler than I thought. Like, I don't know. I guess my impression was it was going to be a, a different vibe, but I don't know. The jokes and stuff that he cracks, I, just, I don't know. I just enjoy it personally. Yeah. So. Frederick surprised me the same way yesterday. I expected Greek class to be so dry. And yeah. it was, I was smiling the entire time. Yeah, so. good time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, just shout out to my boy Noah Bicklehop, too. Uh, I've been working out with him every morning, and... It's been pretty heavy on the arms. I'm seeing a vein that I haven't seen in many years. <laughs> so that's kind of nice. But it's like, I don't know. Uh, it's definitely encouraging me to continue working out, I, which I, uh, as these gentlemen may attest, I have not done <laughs> for a long time. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my shout outs to uh, Ezra Bloomer here. Um, also my workout buddy. Um, I, I quote unquote quote worked out over the summer quote unquote quote unquote um, worked out over the summer, uh, but uh, just having somebody to work out with you push yourself way harder. So uh, we're gonna keep getting at it. I appreciate that. Good talks while we're doing it too. Sometimes too much talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. We try to keep. I think, it in well, in between the two of us, there's enough people that want to talk to us mm-hmm. that yeah. that sometimes gets in the way too. Um, and then thank you. Um, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. Was, I was listening to a bunch of second career guys just freak out on their first and second day of school. Just like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like, what am I doing here? You know, I, I just can't learn this fast. And uh, thinking, because I, I had the exact same feelings after my yeah. first couple of days. Um, so thank you to, I guess, Gus, but mostly like John Schmidt, uh, Professor John Schmidt and some oh, yeah. of the other, and, and Professor Nass too, who is my advisor, um, just for like keeping me calm and getting me through the, the freak out moments in my first year mm-hmm. or two of, of uh being back at MLC in the Sensor program. Um, and now it's cool to have the opportunity to be able to turn that around and be mm-hmm. kind of the same guide to some other dudes. So, yeah, it's a cool blessing. I'm also realizing how old I am because I'm looking at these guys <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, they're older guys, right? And then they're like, oh, I'm 36. It's like, oh, you're like, okay, you're actually closer to my age than the rest of the college kids uh, You know, you just got to shave your head again. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Just, I did, did that make me look that much younger? I mean, it made, like, it made you look. Yeah. I, what I do you think of this with like the skin fade up to the? I'm not a fan. Not a fan. I kind of like. Well, like maybe I'm just holding on to my youth. There's not enough going on. In the there front. really is not a lot of hair up anyway. there anymore. <laughs> yeah. My dad has more hair than me at this point. So. Oh, rip, dude. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ezra and his dad share the same great head of hair. You guys do have great yeah. heads of hair. Now I'm with digging the mullet. This, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I like your cut, mm-hmm. man. It's different. Thanks, I haven't man. seen that. 
on shout you. outs and uh, and thank yous there oh Boomer. for me um i would like to shout out my mom uh she, you know anytime i get an opportunity to shout her out i always do so but also she has gotten me a great um blend of coffee bean Ooh. Uh, it's called peace coffee it's a, a local brand out of the cities and i've been in really enjoying that for my bible as well as just waking me up in the morning it's definitely gotten me going in the morning that's so awesome man shout out my mom for for getting me that and that's a that's a pro tip too. If you yeah. want to get into your Bible every day, pour some best coffee way to do on that it. Is do it because if you start drinking coffee, you won't stop. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> if you start drinking coffee, you're not going to stop drinking coffee. Exactly. Um, so it's, if it's you really do coffee and <laughs> if you're going to get addicted to something, it might as well be caffeine and Jesus, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And and no shame for the people that don't do their Bible time in the mornings. Also, mm-hmm. any time during the day is a great time. Yeah. As long yeah, as seriously. my recommendation is just make it a routine wherever you decide to do it. Yeah, yeah. I have a tendency to grind, so by the time I get to the end of the day, I'm done. Yeah, so yeah, it's, exactly. it's better for me to do it in the morning. So. Yeah. like I like to have it done in the morning, and then in the evening, like maybe review what I read in the morning, just so it kind of is refreshed in my brain. I've that been doing sense. that the past few days anyway. Nice, I don't know about dude. you guys, but yeah, well, I, yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It makes you think no, about it. No, it's great, though. I, I mean? love that you're doing it. Yeah, yeah I never it even feels thought good. to do that. I, I bet Weird. it does. It's, it's like God's word just kind of energizes you a little yeah. bit. All right, Gustav, what do we got in the news this week? Uh, yeah, let me whip that up here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, actually, I saw there's actually low-key big news. Um, So this is the news low for... Low-key big news. <laughs> so what's today? So today, August 24th, right? Yeah. Uh, so the first one that I'll read now, so these news articles are from the pour over, which is a Christian news outlet, uh, email chain type deal. I think they have a podcast too, if you want to look them up. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so the first article they have Fauci's series finale, uh, finale. finale. Oh my goodness. <laughs> finale. <laughs> wow. That was a uh, very Montana. Early. <laughs> Uh, so Dr. Anthony Fauci has announced he's stepping down as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease in, Dece- in December. Uh, the 81-year-old face of the nation's pandemic response has served as a public health scientist for over 50 years and advised seven presidents through outbreaks of HIV AIDS, SARS, Ebola, Zika, MERS, and every flavor of COVID-19. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, general, generally speaking, Democrats are bidding farewell. President Biden extended his deepest thanks to Fauci, while Republicans um, are not saying that. <laughs> uh, some have suggested an investigation into Fauci's role in U.S.-funded research that may have played a role in COVID's origin story. Uh, but otherwise, as he exits, there's new vaccines entering the scene. Um the Pfizer is seeking FDA authorization. <laughs> How do you say that? Pfizer. P- Pfizer? Yeah. Okay. Pfizer. Well, I, okay. <laughs> Pfizer. Puff. Pfizer. Do you guys get news out in Montana or <laughs> what? No, not with big words like this. <laughs> it's more like, oh, there's a cow out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Randy, he's got to go grab it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, tractor broke down on the side of the Anyway, road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's an Omicron-specific booster coming out and There's so a on, segment so on the radio sure. every morning where they're like, let's go to traffic. <laughs> and then some lady goes, now nah, we're good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is old news. I think Fauci decided he was going to like step down a good month ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. This is literally today <laughs> no, is this, what yeah, this is coming fairly out. fairly recent. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not, I don't know how I feel about them, you know, uh, going in and trying to like investigate him. Yeah. He it's definitely like, waffled a bunch, which is frustrating. But I th- 
You don't want. There are people more highly knowledgeable about the situation than me, so I'm not even going to attempt to comment. Yeah, I really don't want to get into politics. I just don't think. I'm literally. If we keep doing this, read the news. No, 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 no. We can read the What's the second? What's the second? I don't get. Well, it involves President Trump. Well, the thing. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't think we need to debate politics. Oh, what I will say about Fauci though is he worked with both Democrats and Republicans faithfully over a long period. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I so think it's COVID easy to forget. got weird, but... It's yeah, 50 years exactly. of experience that he's had. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like, it's fun to think that there was a better way to handle stuff, but we've never experienced pandemic like that before, regardless of what your thoughts are on COVID. Mm-hmm. That's never happened. So, I mean, who's to say that it would have been better under somebody else at this point? Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, President Trump, uh, in a new lawsuit has requested that a special master, not the FBI, review the documents seized in the <laughs> Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Raid. Uh, the special master, a neutral third party, and often a retired judge was requested in the case to ensure prosecutors don't review documents protected by executive or attorney-client privilege. Yeah, special master. Yeah. Uh, the lawsuit says the FBI is being used as a weapon for political purposes and the DOJ, mm, tersely, is that a word? Sure. Replied. Tersely. Tersely. There yeah, you go. Tersely replied the warrant was authorized by a federal court. So seems like there's a lot of strange stuff going on there. Uh, hmm. yeah. What else? Uh, let me see if I can find one more that might be more fun. In other news, the CAF has good food at MLC. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of do. sad stuff right now. <laughs> it looks like there's a lot of people being investigated, lots of weird stuff happening at schools involving COVID. Um, oh, here we go. So kind of an update from last week. Former NBA star Dennis Rodman announced he's headed to Russia to help Brittany Griner. Hey, oh. <laughs> just like you freaked the yeah. Koreans. <laughs> Rodman wants to advocate for the release of Griner, a WNBA star who was sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison for possession of cannabis oil. I have been kind of surprised about what seems like a weak response to me from the U.S. on Well, that, here, and then I'll just throw this out there real quick. Uh, the Biden administration, however, wishes he would stay stateside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, she definitely broke the law. And she shouldn't have, but also nine years is a little ridiculous. Yeah, for cannabis oil. Yeah, which is ver- and see, here's the thing: is like American ignorance, right? Uh, it's almost legal everywhere in yeah. America. So, and not to say that you should be able to go to other countries and break yeah. their laws, but also, but like whether or not it was maliciously as an American, like, if I ever went somewhere and broke a law, even if it was on accident, I would want somebody to be like, "Come and get me," right? <laughs> at but, some point within the next ten years. <laughs> Right. So, I think I'm just the, excited for Dennis Rodman to go and get her. Yeah, yeah I think I he's gonna have a fun this. trip. He yeah. should. He should. He should video that, <laughs> vlog that. <laughs> I'd love to see it. When in doubt, send in Dennis Rodman. Is That's the right. Story. Yeah. All right. Obscure Bible trivia today. You fellas ready? Sure. Turn your thinking caps on, Gustav. I don't know if you have a thinking cap this morning. No. That was kind of a low. That was a shadow. That was kind of mean. Sorry bro. about that, Come man. On. All right. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. We're gonna go. Last week was a little too tough, so we're gonna go a little bit easier. Not too easy though. Here we go. Did you put the answers on here? I again? did not give you the answers oh, this time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nate was the only one answering last time. That's, yeah, because everybody else read the... read the. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. What is the shortest book in the New Testament? Jude. Incorrect. Uh, is it 
John uh John three. Third John three. You're close. John two. Second John, yeah. Second John. Second John. John. John two. Jude must be real close on the heels though. It's only it's one chapter. Right. It's not yeah. Good. Well, so is Second John. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I think there's like 28 verses. I was reading. It's, it yeah, it's not long. Not it's sure. a short read. I mean, honestly, when I get to those, like when I do my morning reading and I get to those, I usually will read more than one just because it doesn't, yeah. like it doesn't fill the time slot. <laughs> You're special. <laughs> Yo, oh, so yeah, I know you should love me because I yeah. read my Bible so much. There you go. Jesus does. He loves me more than everyone else because I read my Bible so All much. Right, That's correct. <laughs> I don't love you enough anyway. It's let's chill out with <laughs> works righteousness. Okay, here's a little trickier one, but he does talk about it extensively in the New Testament. From which tribe is the Apostle Paul from? Yeah, I don't know that one. Uh, wasn't he like from? I I would. I mean, like the only one, the one that I know the most is Benjamin. So I would. That's. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, it really? is oh, Benjamin. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. In the section where he's talking about all the great things he's done as a Jew, right? And he's the chief of Jews. <laughs> I came out wrong. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I can't remember where the, what the reference is, but when he's talking about, uh, he's going oh, down a list Benjamin of Benjamin like, was the most highly viewed tribe, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So. He was, he viewed himself. Yeah. You yeah. know what songs kind of been going through my head just because, okay. So like <laughs> yesterday in ancient near East, uh, class with, Professor Kelpine, we were talking about, you know, how uh, peoples back then kind of like organized themselves and kind of found unity. And it was like in where they're from, you know, uh, every time. And this kind of goes along with the tribes of Benjamin, like or the tribes of Israel and stuff just kind of reminds me of this. It's not a good song, but Mad City <laughs> by <laughs> Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. OK, it just really? comes to my mind because like the whole that one, like the chorus, it's like forget who you know, where you from. We got to catch up on our rap here. Ezra. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's not, okay for the young men listening. Sorry maybe about don't all of our Montana it. jokes. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, it's an interesting song. Um, uh, parental discretion ad, or discretion Advisor advised. Warning. Yeah. yeah, don't just play it in your car on your way to church or anything like that. It's not one of those. But uh, um, anyway, all right, we have a second. <laughs> we have a se- uh, no. That one's I'm gonna pick a different one because that one's too hard. Okay. But I was gonna say it was a second uh, tribe joke or not joke. Well, say it, and then maybe someone in the okay, audience will know. Maybe yeah. So what is the what when Moses conducted a census in the Old Testament mm-hmm. in the desert? Mm-hmm. Which of the tribes of Israel was the smallest? <sighs> it's important because something happened to them along the way. Is that the one that got swallowed up by the earth Which when they tribe? sinned? To start with a G? No. Oh. But was I right about that? I believe so. <sighs> yeah, I got nothing. The tribe of Manasseh. Oh. Manasseh. Yeah, you don't hear about them. No, you don't hear about them much at all. Okay. All right. Last one, then. Here we go. What does the name Israel mean? Which we haven't talked about in Hebrew class, actually. But Actually, we might have, and I just forgot. But what does the name Israel mean? Chosen people? God with us or close. something? Close. Both of those are close. Prevails with God. Oh. So prevails okay. with God. So we were close because we had, like, God referenced in our guesses? Or? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, you said, I mean, rem- what did you say? God with us. God with us, right? Which so one pre- is that? Prevailing with God. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair like, enough. He will, we will prevail with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Trivia. Sweet. Okay, top three this week. Top three college dorm Essentials. Top three. Oops, I skipped one. 
We never did bros with Bibles. Yeah, talking about the first say. commandment. Uh, so this week we are talking about the first commandment. We'll get to the top three Christian dorm essentials in just a minute. Uh, but this week we're talking about the first commandment. The first commandment, obviously, is you shall have no other God. So um, reading through Luther's large catechism, um, there are a couple of, of points that really stuck out to me. Um, the first of which is that I, I think we... Most of us, especially if we are confirmed members of a church somewhere, we've gone through our, um, whether it's catechism class or Bible information class, or whatever words you want to use, the membership courses to get there, uh, we probably recognize that the first commandment isn't just saying, like, you better not be Buddhist. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. something that goes further than that. Um, having nothing, yeah, having no other gods doesn't just mean I don't go worship idols. Like not um, being mastered by anything other than God. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so Luther dives into that pretty heavily. Um, his answer, like, th- he immediately just jumps right into that idea um, and asks the question, um, what... What does it mean? How does one understand it? And what does it mean to have a God or what is one's God? And so his answer to that question is whatever to whatever we look for any good thing and for any refuge in every need, that is what is meant by God. So to have a God is nothing else than to trust and believe in him from the heart, Um, which, again, um, takes us kind of a step further into that realm, right? Where now I'm thinking about what do I depend on instead of God? And that's, I think, where we often kind of stop with our middle school answers or like the high school answer mm-hmm. on the test, right? Sure. Um, that's what they want you to write in your essay questions. Um, but Luther, obviously, because he's Luther, dives in quite a bit deeper than that. Um, and he talks a little bit about uh, what that personal relationship with God looks like. So he says, similarly, one who congratulates himself on his great learning, intelligence, power, special advantages, family connections, and honor, and trusts in them also has a God, not only the one true God. So it's not necessarily displacing God completely and not having faith. Um, You break the commandment also when you simply put any faith in anything other than the Lord your God. So um, if I'm putting faith in the money that I earn, and I'm not saying that uh, obviously money's a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but when I depend on that for my well-being and depend on that um, for my future, and I put my faith and my trust in that, instead of simply and completely leaning on God, that's where the first commandment is broken. And that's a hard, the more you think about that, the more condemning it is, uh, because we get there very, very quickly. Um, Luther continues by saying, laying hold of God means that our heart embraces him and clings to him. But to cling to him, the heart has nothing else than to place ourselves completely into his hands. Uh, I, I was thinking, when I read that, I was thinking about Luther's morning prayer, right? In, uh, into your hands I commend my, my body, bo- no. body, body, soul, soul and, and all th- my whole spirit. Or oh, something. goodness gracious. <laughs> Yikes. Thank you, my heavenly Father, Luther? Jesus Christ, your dear son, that you have graciously kept me this day. Uh, forgive me all my sins, grace, goodness. Into your hands I commend my body and soul and all things, right? And it's easy to say those words. It's a whole another battle to actually follow through yeah. and say, hey, everything is in your hands. I have nothing to worry about because yeah. I completely trust you. Being conscious of what you're saying when you're praying that prayer. Yeah. And then um, this this next little quote here uh, reminded me a lot of what uh, we've talked about when we're talking about North Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, when he says, true worship and service of God takes place when our heart directs all of its trust and confidence only towards God and does not let itself be torn away from him. It consists in risking everything on earth for him and abandoning it all for his sake. So um, in my experiences at North Cross with you guys, um, especially working with teenagers, this is the conversation that we seem to have the most often is I'm a Christian, I love the Lord, but, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's a, there's a but or there's something else going on or something behind the scenes or they're expressing frustration yeah. that, you know, yes, 
my friends say they're Christians and I have quote unquote Christian friends, mm -hmm. but there's a disconnect. There's something else going on here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I just, it, when you're reading something like this, it makes you reflect. Mm -hmm. um, and reflecting on my own heart and my own life, this yes. like it, it's so <coughs> quick for me. Um, like I wake up in the morning, I read my Bible, I go about my day, and I'm like super powered for the first half of the day. But then as stress starts to come, as I get mm -hmm. tired, whatever it might be, it's a lot easier you know, to have a drink than to say a prayer. It's a lot easier to watch an episode yeah. of something on Netflix than it is to just take a moment and relax and remember who's in charge. Well, and it's interesting to think, too, is like most of the time if you do do those other things rather than maybe reflect on Scripture and the truths of God's Word, like you end up not being like... Well, it doesn't edifying. it doesn't recharge you whatsoever right you know exactly. it's like you get done watching that show you get done playing that video or game. scrolling through instagram or yeah. whatever it is yeah and granted those are all technology based but i mean you can even take it outside of that you get done working out maybe or mm -hmm. you get done reading a book rather than maybe taking care of your spiritual health mm -hmm. you're gonna walk away and you're still gonna be tired well, you're yeah. still gonna be mentally drained mm -hmm. And I think the the question is is why are we surprised about that? Because yeah, <laughs> right. Point. Because <laughs> God has gifted us the Ten Commandments, and I think you know, growing up, I forgot the fact that like it's actually a gift that we have the commandments because God has literally given us a standard of living and said, if you follow these commandments, these this is how you will thrive here on this earth. Mm -hmm. And so when we actually place God in the place that He's always wanted us to place Him. We, we thrive, and we're s somewhat yeah. surprised about that. But at the same time, <laughs> it is like, comical. If, we, if we remember our place in the universe, remember that we absolutely know nothing and that God is supreme over everything, it makes sense. Like, everything yeah. fits into place. And so, um, so, yeah, I constantly need to just reaffirm myself, retell myself that, uh, that the commandments of what God has, gift, has given us is actually a gift, and mm -hmm. he's gifted us them for our – thriving versus these are just things that are limiting me from having fun yeah and that goes back to what paul talked about you yeah. know all things are permissible because i've been forgiven there's nothing that's on the list of like do this and go straight to hell right Correct, yeah. so the question is no longer what's a sin and what's not the question is what's beneficial yeah. and our God, by his grace and mercy, has laid yeah. out a path and says these are the things that are beneficial going well and likewise. you think for young people like that takes a lot of um, you got to be very self-aware, correct? you mm -hmm. know, like that takes a lot of work, especially when you're in your teens. And as a young adult, I mean, I know for myself, it's like being able to step back and look at what I'm doing and think, man, is this really going to help me mm -hmm. in the long run? Or is this just some kind of temporary solution for a issue that's going to be long-term that I need to actually address? And I know? think it's really important for a young person to realize that when you follow God's commandments, it actually produces <laughs> fun in your life yeah. yeah like the shame and the guilt and the moments of having to deal with mistakes that you've made in the past you no longer have to carry that baggage around when you follow mm -hmm. god's and you don't have to carry that baggage because of forgiveness but yeah. at the same time when you break a, a commandment there's that that not measuring up that exists within all of us and right you don't have to deal with that in the future when you follow God's commandments as yeah. a young, a young person. Well, and that's a beautiful segue into Luther's last word here. He Perfect. says, so let us learn the first commandment well and realize that God intends to put up with no arrogant self-reliance or trust in anything else than himself and that he requires nothing more demanding of us than heartfelt trust in him for every blessing. Yeah.
That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to throw out there real quick. It's like it takes a lot of maturity for anybody in general to be able to address their issues and be like, look, I can't, I can't take care of this. You know, right. I can't do this on my own. I need to be in God's word and listen, have, you know, have my heart and mind listen to what he has to say. Right. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, I think it's super important for young people to find mentors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. And Ezra, like you've got a good program getting started here at this college and it's going to be super impactful, you know? And that's the thing is like, even for us, I mean, not to boost Charlie's ego too much, but I think that's what Charlie was for me, for sure. You know, he was an older guy that was able to understand what I was going through. And now we're friends because he was able to guide me. And I think in some ways I've guided him. But it's like finding those people that you can connect with and be able to be honest with, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes I but I yeah, guess before before you get there, so before you get there, you got to be honest with yourself and be like, look. I guess I'm not mature enough to handle Well, but that's this. part of what a mentor, even just having dudes around yeah. you to hold you accountable, yeah. is they point you out when self-awareness fails. Yeah. I, I guess uh, I wanted to quick comment on just today's day and age with um, it, it's, it's a lot harder to, I think, sometimes address the other gods in today's day and age. Mm. Whereas back in the Bible times, like you were dealing with a literal other, literal God. other <laughs> gods that people would resurrect. Um, and in today's day and age, America's really, really good at masking gods. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden it's money. It's, it's other things like that. So I think just going back to the community point, I think having those people in your life that help you address <laughs> that is really, really important. Hey, hey man. <laughs> Gustav's dying over here. <laughs> he got Sorry. the coffee grounds. <laughs> just eating some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're good. All right, top three this week, gentlemen. Top three Christian college dorm essentials. Who wants to go first? Hit it, Ezra. Okay. Um, number one, uh, Kostia is my roommate, <laughs> and he loves movies so this year we got a projector and Ooh. wow that has been instead of a tv instead of a tv okay it's actually been super nice because it takes a lot of work to turn on a projector it does not take that much work to turn on a tv right and so i found myself watching less and less tv oh. because we don't really see the projector it's just kind of there um and so it's been really nice interesting nice. that's an yeah. interesting concept it's a good life hack for sure yeah well and, and all the walls are painted stark white anyway this is that's correct so, yeah. yeah i mean yeah. i would is a projector less expensive than a tv i'm uh, sure of a yeah, tv that size it was size. like a hundred dollars yeah. so oh, yeah nice. you can get a pretty cheap projector if you wanted it's to good it's high quality too yeah so. i will say it's hard to get 4k though <laughs> <laughs> that's true but I mean, if you're only using it every once in a while for movies and such, yeah, correct. Exactly. Speaking of which, I went a little more sarcastic with my with my list here. So I oh. said, speaking of movies, um, I said a toddler shoe, oh, there so you that go. Uh, when your girl's in your room, you need to put a shoe oh, in the door. Yeah, you got the smallest gap. possible there you shoe. Go. Just a I usually do a flip flop sideways. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was my favorite thing as an R as an RA was like I, I once found a a dorm room where the fl- it was a f- really flimsy flip flop and the door was closed and latched. Closed. Okay. Hey, but the shoe was in the door though. But the I mean. shoe was in the door. Gustav, what you got? Uh oh well shoot. I was gonna say a coffee machine, quite frankly. Oh. Like anything that makes your own co- I'm being like this is purely honest, not sarcastic whatsoever. Like the coffee and the calf, not worth it. I'm not gonna <laughs> ever live that life. So having your own coffee machine Especially one with a timer, because then it serves as like a secondary alarm. Oh, because it's like yeah. it, 
engages your other senses than mm-hmm. just your you know your hearing. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, I smell coffee. That was an honorable mention on my list, but I was going to say some sort of sign somewhere that says something about coffee and Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's there also a white girl essential, but mm-hmm. that's, a different, that's a different list. Ezra, you got another one? Yeah, number two would probably be a self-constructed shoe rack I made over the summer. Ooh. Uh, it's been really awesome. I'm a big shoe head, so it's been really awesome to kind of put all my display shoes, lay them out, you know, display them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been very passionate about that recently so yeah, yeah. once again I, I went a little sarcastic with this um at least one bible and or bible commentary that has never been opened ah mm. uh, yep yep yeah. yep yep usually like a gift from confirmation there or something you, you just have never had a reason to open it yeah i'm yeah i'm not gonna say which bibles i have like what uh translations they are that i don't open but they're there i have a solid oh, yeah. four I've got, of them you've, you've seen my collection here i've got at least five different translations and yeah. two of them get used yeah but here's the thing is it's kind of fun to collect bibles i'm not gonna like it it's it's like and, and i mean at some point i think it it'll be more fun to have them side by side and actually look at the differences like there's going to be application in the future but just right now it's like uh-huh, i snagged a king james or something you know what i mean like i don't know uh my number two oh geez i'd have to say anything that lights up that isn't a lamp so like a lava <laughs> lamp or I have it this. Doesn't it have lamp in its well, name? Well, right, right, but like not like a regular <laughs> a con- lamp. A okay, con- uh, conventional. Yeah. Lamp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like anything, like dude. Uh, I mean, Christmas lights. You got LED strips. I don't know, so on and so forth. If you don't have one of those, then you just have your light on all the time. You're a psychopath. Like you, yeah. you are truly a terrifying person. Well, and I've heard that those uh, fluorescent lights aren't even good for like your mental health and stuff. Either. No. no. No, yeah. like the one, like you know, when, like the you one, got the screen, yeah, oh, correct, those long yeah, bar yeah, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're so bright, they force you to stay awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of helpful, sometimes. Yeah. Number nice. three. Yeah, number three. What you got? All right. Um, this is a really impactful tool that I've found recently. The He Reads Truth Bible. Uh, it's the Christian Standard Version yeah. of the Bible. Actually, NAS had some good things to say about that in our class. Is that the one that uh, Cameron had? Correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you remember Cameron. Cameron Sh- yeah. Sh- Schroeder. Schrader. Sh- yeah. Sh- yeah. Sh- yeah. Sh- Anyways, um, but it's really cool because at the beginning of every chapter of the Bible, it has a um, Bible study of the chapter, and it's Ooh. specifically geared towards your gender. So there's a He Reads Truth Bible and a She Reads Truth Bible. Mm. And it's been really, it's been what I've been using for devotion. It's recently. got a lot of space for notes and stuff. Correct. Too, yeah. Right? Every their margins are wide, so you can really write in them. So. I think I might have seen like a off-brand version of one of those the other day when I was at Barnes and Noble, and it was like the woman's Bible or something like that. I don't know how. Many well, I've got like God's word for title, boys over there too. Reading. I think there's been different versions of it, but I, as far as I know, this is probably the best. I mean, because okay. the God's word translation isn't the best translation. Yeah, and sure. like the what HSB Christian or, or CSB? CSV. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was NASA's favorite yeah. um, translation. He said so. Um, mm. Yeah, that's cool. I, I looked at one, but I, the re- only reason I didn't buy one was that um, I've already got so much writing in my confirmation mm. bible it's like sure. i don't want to leave all those notes no, and stuff makes behind. Sense. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense but definitely a good purchase mm-hmm. cool um my last one <coughs> was a framed picture or a bobblehead of an early church father or other christian figure <laughs> bonus nice. points if he's wearing a minor league hockey or baseball jersey huh. this is very specific charlie do you have one that you can display on social media um, i don't have one personally but okay. I, the milwaukee admirals so quentin peterson if you're listening to this you still owe me a milwaukee admirals martin luther 
Luther bobblehead. But oh, I've also I, seen St. Augustine. I've seen some Catholic saints and oh, things sure. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, they're, it's, a, it's a good, fun way to be like, yo, I'm a Christian, and I'm fun. <laughs> yeah. They, I'm not one yeah. of those uppity Christians. <laughs> I have fun. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I guess for my last for my last my last item uh, again I didn't I didn't make it as jokey but this is something real if you don't know anything about the MLC experience there's no air conditioning in uh, the men's dorms in Concord Correct. and uh, so fans fans are number one mm-hmm. number one in my heart and mind uh, not on my list though uh, I have four <laughs> wow yeah so I have a box fan and then I have one of those like half box fans like the one you got in the kitchen oh in. yeah and so I have one like I stack them on top of each other in the window one blows in one blows out so maximum rotation then I have an oscillating fan on one desk and then just a standing fan on the other desk going at all times of the day boom I'm a fan of you <laughs> thank you Gustav had lots yeah, of fans. As it turns out, Ezra is all he's the fifth fan. <laughs> and he just stands in there with a palm branch and, <laughs> <laughs> and cheers you on. And, as yeah, you study. cheers me on. Good job, Gus. Oh. Good job, Gus. Ezra, you got one more? No, oh, wait. We're done now. That was I it. That was three. three. All right, yeah. sweet. Uh, to finish it out then this week, uh, it is Pentecost 12 on Sunday. So um, we went with the. Um, epistle reading from Pentecost 12, which is 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 10. You may or may not hear this on Sunday, um, but it's likely that you will. Um, so, reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which, was, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he, reapp- he appeared to Cephas and then to the Twelve. After that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of, the f- of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all he appeared to me also, as one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was within me. Mm. From the tribe of Benjamin. He was from the <laughs> tribe of Benjamin. Where'd you hear that? Uh, and listen to the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, man, it, immediately, as soon as I read that, um, I, it popped out to me like verses three through seven were the first thing that popped out to me is the fact that they still had eyewitnesses that could be like, oh yeah, I saw Jesus. Yeah. He was alive. Mm-hmm. And, and he's basically saying like, go ask him. You don't believe me? Go ask them. Yeah. They saw Jesus. He rose from the dead. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes. Uh, these guys weren't just like writing about something like we talk about being inspired. It's not like this idea popped in their head and they were like, yo, I'm pretty sure Jesus rose from the dead, bro. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, I saw were him. Talking I about touched it. him. He spent a month with us after he rose. There's no doubt he was alive. Mm-hmm. This was a factual historical event, and there's witnesses to attest to it. 
yeah, it's it's kind of like he uses a twofold methodology to talk about the resurrection of the Christ here. It's like first he talks about the historicity of Christ, which is the fact that it actually did happen as a historical fact. Um, and so, like, I feel like everybody has to deal with, especially if they're searching in life, has to deal with the fact of like, did the resurrection happen or not? Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting that he let off with there because if he had all these like uh, emotions or like the this faith worked in him and the resurrection didn't happen, I mean, his faith would be in nothing, right? And so he he starts with the fact that it actually did happen, that it was a historical fact, and then he moves into what his testimony, what uh, that faith had done for him, what the fact that the resurrection was a historical fact had actually done for him. And I think um, it's kind of cool that sometimes, you know, certain people that I've talked to that weren't Christians, I was able to actually start with, well, are you going to address the fact that the resurrection was a historical fact and then you have them wrestle with that and all of a sudden if it is like they have to deal with that you have to Mm -hmm. deal with it at some point you know so yeah yeah. well and the only place that they can read that and the only place they can read the evidence for it is in the bible correct you know and i mean a lot of people see that as a flaw you know like historical uh researchers and stuff but in the end like that's where the holy spirit works in people's hearts yeah you know and so they start reading it and there's no there's nothing else to do but confess that it is true Mm -hmm. you know i can't see the book from (coughs) where i'm sitting but uh, i read a book last year for class it's called why trust the bible and it actually Mm -hmm. goes through and talks about Mm -hmm. all the different reasons why we can trust this is a historical account yeah um and, and i can't remember all the points off the top of my head but i this is if this was any other event in history we have so much like empirical evidence for it. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be any if it wasn't Christ resurrecting from the dead. There wouldn't be any doubt about it. Yep. We have more evidence for this than we do of any of the Caesars. Yeah. Um, we have more evidence for this than anything that happened in ancient Greece. Sure. Like um, the the witness accounts and the testimony about this is something unheard of in histor in history. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, and it's int- so that's one of the things I'm excited for most about ancient Near East uh, with Kelpine, because uh, I mean, granted, that's going to be more Old Testament based, but we're going to be talking about scripture in the historical setting mm-hmm. that it's from, right? And actually putting dates and names into places. And granted, uh, when you get back into the ancient Near East, you know, you're dealing with a lot of stuff that wasn't written down, so it gets super interesting and in the end it takes faith to understand it and that's one of the awesome things that we get to do as christians is we walk into the bible knowing it's true and so then when we look back at history knowing that scripture is true it just we come in with that presupposition and it just kind of all fits mm-hmm. yeah. you know not a lot of people have that kind of solidity in their worldview like we do yeah yeah. Amen. The other thing that really popped out to me, I don't know about you guys, but uh, is when Paul starts talking about himself being the least of the apostles. Like he lists everybody else, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Yo, and I, like, I'm just lucky to be a part of this club. Like, right? I don't know why I'm here besides the <laughs> grace of God." And he even talks about, I mean, he, and he talks about throughout his letters, but he talks about the idea that I worked harder than all of them, mm-hmm. but that wasn't what saved me. And that's not why I'm here. Yeah. And that's not why the Lord picked me. This is all grace. I don't know about you guys, but I always kind of think about, like, what must have their ministries been like? Like, Paul wrote a whole lot down, <laughs> right? And, I mean, he talks so highly of the other apostles. It's like, it would be awesome to understand what they did, you know, like what their lives were like. I mean, that's one of the things I look forward to when I go to heaven mm-hmm. is getting to see how 
the gospel was spread in the beginning. I'm assuming God would share that with us, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why sure, not? I'm sure anything we'd want I like know to know we could know. <laughs> yeah. Here, I like to imagine that like at a museum, like how they just have like a movie screen playing of like whatever is going on in the museum. Like I feel like there's a room like that in heaven. Like you can just walk through and like sit down for a minute and it's just like it starts it's at eternity, creation. So you can watch <laughs> all of it in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine watching time, time while you're in eternity. Like eternity's Whoa. already like something <laughs> mind blowing, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh it's my awesome. gosh i don't even know i like this idea <laughs> yeah or you could just like walk in and no matter who you are whatever you're interested in is playing on the screen mm-hmm. so you'd be sitting next to somebody else and it's just like something that, yeah i'm sure heaven is so far cooler than this yeah. but it still sounds yeah. cool in my brain yeah yeah, our, yeah yeah we can't imagine it no i think uh i think it's important to not like we hear the gospel all the time but mm-hmm. then and Paul just writes it so beautifully. Yeah. Um, by this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word, you know. And yeah. so um, sometimes I just glance over the gospel just because I, re- I read it so much. Mm-hmm. It's in every corner of the Bible. But at the same time, what a beautiful truth, you know. And I need to constantly be retelling myself that over and over again because it's so it's it's who I am, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the identity that I've been given and. Am I going to allow myself to listen to the lies of this world or am I going to hold true to the identity that has been gifted to me? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just important to remember that. Yeah. Well, and, and that like, a lot of times I think Christian guys, and guys in particular, get um, kind of imposter syndrome too, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, ah, I, I, I shouldn't be saying anything. I can't mm-hmm. talk about that. You know, I can't be a leader in the church, whatever it yeah. is, because of the way I've lived my life, because of the things I've done, because I don't know as much as you do, because I've committed these sins, whatever it might be. And, I mean, that's the beauty of the story of Paul. And maybe, and you can't really guess the mind of God, but maybe that's why Paul's the story that we get, mm-hmm. is, like, there is no one. Like, there, there's, I have a hard time imagining somebody that has more reason to be despised by the church than Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, literal, literally arresting and killing Christians. Right, and then turns around and becomes an apostle. It's like if there's anybody that deserves a little bit of imposter syndrome, it's the dude that was killing Christians yeah. before yeah. he became a Christian himself. And yet, that's the man that God chooses to use, and that's the man who even admonishes Peter in the Book of Acts, and and um, is boldly preaching the gospel where nobody else will go. Um, right. Well, and he acknowledges that in himself too. There mm-hmm. in verse eight, right. That he was the la- that Jesus appeared to him last as one abnormally born, and he was even know? alive during the time of Christ. Yeah, so he could have followed Christ, and he didn't. Right, um, and so the Lord had to do something else to get him. Yeah, so. that's the man I aspire to be like. You know, completely lost. And then <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the other, <laughs> yeah, Paul. Yeah, which, which, <laughs> which part? The killing Christians or? So, like, oh, sorry, man, I'm not going to be a Christian yet. I'm still in the first part of my Paul journey. Yeah. I'll get around <laughs> oh to it eventually. Oh, my goodness. That's my, BC, my BC days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming on the show yeah. today. Um, brothers out listening, thank you for spending your time with us yeah. today. Find your As confidence always, in Christ, right, guys? That's right. As always, uh, we love you. We're praying for you. Go be the men that God created you to be, and we'll see you next week. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. 
If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms, and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.